Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Can't stand your coworker? Did a friend ruin your wedding? Do you just need someone to be real with you for once in your life? Comedian Eliza Schlesinger wants to be the person who will give the advice you actually need to live your best life while making you laugh, of course. Every week on Ask Eliza Anything, people submit their burning questions on topics like how to deal with bad coworkers, bridesmaid drama, faking an accent, and so much more. From wise and heartfelt to rage-inducing, Eliza's answers are always entertaining. Eliza is so confident about her advice, you'll want to ask her questions weekly. So go ahead and ask Eliza anything. Let Eliza give you the advice that your friends won't. Listen to Ask Eliza Anything wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different, and I can't believe that in the last five years, I've never done this, and I was trying to decide what I wanted to explore this week. And I was like, you know what? Let's go back to basics. Let's do an intro to meditation, kind of a meditation 101. Um, This is a workshop that I do a lot, particularly if I am asked to teach somewhere, maybe go into a workplace or something like that, and just teach like the basics of meditation, how to set up a sustainable practice, and just brief history, things like that. And yeah, so I thought, why not put it here on this podcast? Because I shouldn't assume that everyone here knows all this stuff already. And even if you do, sometimes it's good to go back to basics and review, if you will. So a quick reminder, of course, uh, retreats. I haven't talked about them a little bit, I don't think. Um, So I have one spot left in the New Year's Eve retreat in Iceland. So if you want to ring in the New Year in Reykjavik under the Northern Lights, I would love to have you. There's one spot. So if you go to the website and that spot's still there, it must have been met for you. And then this spring, so at the very beginning of May, I will be headed to Portugal for the Ignite Your Passion Portugal retreat. Uh, It's going to be so special. It's going to be just warm. We're going to be in the all garb. It's going to be really great. Um, And yeah, I'll put all the information in the show notes or you can head over to yogaforyouonline.com. But I would love, 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 love to have you. Those are the only two international retreats that I have planned uh, for 2023. So I'd love to see you at one of them. So let's dive right in just to our little intro to meditation. So what I like to do for an intro to meditation is I like to start by debunking some common meditation myths. So some of the most common ones that I hear are that you have to meditate for 30 to 60 minutes every day. That's not true. Studies tell us that, um, I almost said studying, (laughs) We're not studying. We're meditating. Um, The reason I thought of that is when I was saying, oh, it's always good to review is I feel like I only hear that in the context of like when you're studying and someone's like, oh, review it one more time. Or when I'm doing like yoga teacher trainings, like when I'm taking a training, they'll often make you like redo kind of like the first module or something to like review the basics. So studying's on the brain. But you do not have to meditate for 30 to 60 minutes. Studies tell us that anywhere from 8 to 12 minutes a day is enough to get the mental, physical, and neurological benefits of meditation. Um, A beautiful woman named Sarah Lazar um, out of Boston, she's doing some great work 
on that if you're curious about those studies. Uh, it's a common misconception that you have to meditate in the morning. You don't. If you are not a morning person, if you know that trying to meditate in the morning is not going to work for you, don't feel like you have to meditate in the morning. You technically can meditate at any point during the day. Um, I'll talk about you know what I personally recommend more for like building a habit than actual benefit. But anytime you're practicing the act of single-pointed concentration or you're practicing meditation, you're getting the benefits. It does not have to be first thing in the morning. Now, some people really find that to be really beneficial and a great way to start their day, but also some people find it's a great way to end their day or maybe take a break over the lunch hour. So you don't have to meditate in the morning. Um, another one is that you, when you meditate, you just like sit and turn your mind off or do nothing when you meditate. Although your body may not be doing much, meditation is it's pretty active. It's you're trying to focus on one thing with your mind. And that's definitely not, quote, doing nothing or turning your mind off. It's really about focusing your thoughts, that mental power on one point of concentration. Another one is that if you're a busy person or you have ADHD or you're neurodivergent, anything like that, that you can't meditate. And that is not true. Um, there's a lot of studies out there about how it's really beneficial to meditate, especially if you have ADHD or if you have a really busy brain and you struggle to focus. I joke, but I really mean this, that saying you're you know, too ADD or too busy to meditate is like saying you're too dirty to take a shower. It's like, how are you going to remedy that thing? And if you are struggling with any of those things, one of the best antidotes, oh my gosh, am I Okay. <laughs> Am I okay? Full disclosure, you guys, when I'm recording this, it is like 8 p.m. at night, which no one judge, but that's kind of late for me. So I think my I think my tongue's getting a little bit sleepy as I'm trying to um, share this with you guys. So excuse me. So if your brain is busy or you struggle with concentration or you have ADD or ADHD, it's actually encouraged to meditate to help kind of alleviate some of those symptoms. Another one is that you have to sit like crisscross applesauce on the floor. That is not true. You can have any meditation position that feels good to you. Usually in order to have a meditation um, practice or a meditation position be, I don't want to say correct, but have it work, is that you just need to have a long spine. You need to be able to breathe without anything getting in the way. And you need to be able to be comfortable enough where you won't be distracted by, you know, unnecessary aches and pains, but not so relaxed you're going to fall asleep. So that could be sitting in a chair. That could be laying in Shavasana. That could be sitting up in bed. That could be sitting crisscross applesauce. That could be anything else that you can think of. As long as the spine is long and you can breathe and you probably won't fall asleep, but you can relax the body, it works. Another one is that you know, you can't meditate or people don't meditate because they aren't sure if they're doing it, quote, the right way. And I really encourage you, anyone that's listening to this and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I am doing it, quote, the right way. Take that pressure off of yourself right now because meditation, which I'll talk about the definition in a moment, as long as you're practicing single-pointed concentration, you're doing it the right way. There's many different styles of meditation. There's many different variations and versions, and some work better than others for people. But I tend to be a little bit suspicious of someone that says, like, this is the one way to meditate and this is the way to reach a higher 
state of consciousness or to quiet your mind or connect with your true self or whatever your goal is with meditation. Because I really feel like meditation is almost like when you're, you know, finding what kind of food works with your body, like what agrees with you and what doesn't agree with you. Everyone's internal chemistry is a little bit different and they need something a little bit different. So as long as you're practicing that single pointed concentration, you're meditating and you're doing it, quote, the right way. That's why these, you know, I've had so many different meditations, been able to do this podcast for so long is because I pull different elements from so many different styles, so many different schools of thought and create different practices using all of these different elements and also what I explore in my own personal practice. And I think that's really for me. I think that's kind of the way to go is like play around with different styles until you find one that really works for you. So what is meditation and how is it different from mindfulness? So meditation, like I said, it's just single pointed concentration where mindfulness is being fully present in what you are doing right now in that moment. So I like to describe it like your mind is a light bulb. So when you are doing whatever you're doing, maybe listening to this podcast and doing your dishes or going for a walk or folding laundry, the light bulb's just kind of on and shining in all directions. When you're practicing mindfulness, you're trying to do one thing and turn the light up on the light all the way so you can really clearly see the one thing that you're doing, like being fully present and seeing with that light the one thing that you're doing. Now, meditation is like taking that light bulb and turning it into a laser pointer. So taking all of your mental power and just focusing it on one particular thing. With the exception of like a walking meditation, you aren't usually doing a thing while meditating. Like the thing that you're doing is meditating. You're not going to be folding your laundry or washing the dishes or going for a walk or playing with your kids while meditating at the same time. But you can do any of those activities mindfully as long as you're just fully present like with the act of doing that thing. So we will be talking mostly about meditation today, um, but that is the difference between those two things. So a very, very, very brief history of meditation very, very, very brief. This is something that if you are interested in this, like go down that wormhole because it's fascinating. And meditation is such a deep, rich, ancient practice. So meditation dates back to 1500 BCE, and it was first mentioned in the Vedas, but it has been mentioned in almost every culture across time to some capacity. So this comes up a lot. Um, I get this question a lot. Is meditation a religious practice? And it is not. Although some of the earliest mentions of meditation do come from religious texts, the act of single-pointed concentration, focusing all of your mental power on your breath or a visualization or a mantra or a feeling like loving kindness, that is not a religious practice. To me, a religious practice it has a certain intention behind it to be a devotional practice. Now, that's not to say that you can't use your meditation time as kind of a devotional practice. You absolutely can. But if you're worried that practicing meditation is something that's going to be against your religion, of course, always do what you're most comfortable with. But rest assured that if you are just trying to focus your mind on one thing, that is not a religious practice. And you get to choose what that thing is is. You also can call it something different if you want. This comes up a lot. If you are uncomfortable with the word meditation, you want to practice quiet contemplation, or you want to, um, you know, just strengthen your mind through extended focus, 
that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So the first meditation was primarily practiced in the East, where a student would seek out a teacher and study with them. It was, you know, a, a privilege to be able to do this. It was like a scholarly practice. And like I said, guys, this is like the briefest of brief because uh, we are zipping from 1500 BCE all the way to the mid 20th century. And actually, I think what might be fun, you guys tell me if this sounds like a good idea. Um, maybe I'll do like an actual in-depth. I do have a whole in meditation teacher training, a whole like lecture around the history of meditation. Maybe I'll turn that into an episode. So in the mid 20th century, um, so we did have, and it's much richer than this, but moving from east to west, it was actually, you know, on the Silk Road, not only did we have the transmission of goods, but we also had the transmission of thoughts and culture. So by the mid 20th century, the meditation began began to move to the West and it became fashionable and celebrities like the Beatles began practicing transcendental meditation. And now meditation is a common practice. It's one that is accessible in a popular form of alternative medicine and healing for stress relief, um, stress management, anxiety, you name it, meditation is probably used for it and probably helps with it. And you can find, you know, basically meditation anywhere. So there's many different styles. Did you like that very, very, very brief history of meditation? I think I will make it its own episode that, you know, it, it doesn't do it justice. So there's a lot of different kinds of meditation out there. A few examples or some you may have heard of is Vipassana meditation. That's one where you sit and maybe you get a mantra. And if you do like a Vipassana um, retreat or training, they like ding the bell. A lot if you've seen that a walking meditation a loving kindness meditation a breath awareness meditation a mantra or repetition meditation a guided meditation manifestation meditation present moment meditation there's so many different there's meta meditation so many different styles of meditation and it's my belief that they are you know kind of all created equal they're just different vessels and vehicles to help deliver you to a deeper part of yourself, a higher level of consciousness, and to allow you to be an observer of your thoughts and concentrate your mind on one thing. And then looking at a brief overview of why you should be meditating, like what are some of the benefits of this? Um, studies have shown that meditation can help boost and regulate your immune system. It can improve concentration, mental clarity, and focus. It can decrease stress, worry, depression, and anxiety. It can decrease your blood pressure and improve your heart health. It also can improve your sleep and reduce insomnia. It encourages a healthy lifestyle. It slows aging of the cells and the tissues and the brain. It increases brain gray matter and folds in particular areas of the brain, like the prefrontal cortex, which I've talked about before. It increases self-awareness and positive thoughts. It helps you to get these. Um, these ones are not, no studies with these ones. These are just from like self-reported. So people tend to feel less bothered by the little things. Um, they tend to feel like they have better emotion regulation. And it kind of helps you not lose it sometimes. Like for me, I really know when it's time to double down my meditation practice, when I start to get really reactive or kind of short and snippy. And meditation can just help kind of soften the edges a little bit. It'll also, you know, help you sleep better, fall asleep faster, stay asleep. Um, and it can rewire your brain. This one, there are studies on rewire your brain to make it stronger, clearer, and better able to function and concentrate for longer periods of time and to keep your focus on something uh, more intently 
and longer, as well as decreasing the part of the brain that is responsible for fear, pain, and worry. So before we talk about how you meditate or how you set up a practice, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. So to live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. We know this. And Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging genetics and biometric data from Harvard Tufts and MIT. So, you know, a couple smart people there, a couple people who know what they're talking about. And Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. And one of the things that I love the most about Inside Tracker is that they give you recommendations on things that you can control to optimize your health, like food, supplements, workouts, other lifestyle choices. So right now you can save 20% off at Inside Tracker by just going to insidetracker.com slash MIM. So let's now explore how you meditate, or I guess I should say how you set up a simple but sustainable meditation practice. Like, how do you make this a habit that works for you? Because I firmly believe that if you are going to create some kind of a new habit, it has to work for you. If it's a complete like mess and it's inconvenient and you don't like it, you're probably not going to stick with it. So how do you meditate? So the first thing that you'll want to do is explore what meditation positions work best for you. So is that lying down? Is that seated? Is that, you know, using props? Is that something else? Is it being in a recliner? Is it laying in shavasana? What kind of a meditation position works best for you? Just play around with it. Do different ones at different times to see what works well for you, what feels good to your body, and just kind of make mental notes of what works or what doesn't work. And again, just making sure that your spine is long, that you're not like slumped or too rigid, and use as many props as you need to get comfortable. This includes sitting in a chair. I have a chair in my office that I like to sit and meditate in. Um, I feel supported in it. My feet can touch the ground, and that works. It's not, you know, cheating in any way. But do try to avoid a position where you, you know, maybe will fall asleep unless that is the objective of your meditation is like to meditate to sleep. Um, and just knowing like what a comfortable meditation position for you is important. So then you're going to decide what time of day works best for you. Um, I usually recommend first 10 or last 10. And the reason that I do this is I'll tell people, meditate the first 10 minutes of your day or the last 10 minutes of your day. Now, I've softened on this a little bit since having pork chop because I recognize now that at some stages of life, um, it's just like what is morning and what is night. I don't know. So maybe like a lunch hour or something will work better for you. But in theory, your day can be so hectic. It can be so chaotic, unexpected that the only thing you can really count on every day is going to bed at night and then hopefully, if we're lucky, waking up the next morning. So if you're familiar with like habit stacking or building a new habit, syncing up one habit with another is a wonderful way to help improve your chances of sticking with a habit. So syncing it up with your bedtime, either when you wake up in the morning, you get up, and you take those first 10 minutes to meditate, or if you want to do it in the evening to kind of quiet your mind before bed, you absolutely could do that too. Of course, you know yourself best. So if like the lunch hour is better for you, or maybe when your kids are taking a nap, feel free to do that. But usually, unless you're kind of outside of those special circumstances, I find my students have the most success with the first 10 or a last 10. Now, how do you know which one is best for you? 
Try them both. See which one you like best. And remember that if you are like not a morning person, if already getting up and getting out of bed is a huge struggle, maybe start with a last 10, right? If just you know yourself best, so try them both, but stick with the one that that you either find to be the most beneficial or that you're more likely to stick to. Then you're going to play around with different meditation styles. So you could try guided meditations, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like them. You could try a breath meditation where you just sit and you, you know, follow your breath. Um, You can set a timer for, you know, eight to 12 minutes on average 10 minutes and play around with different styles, play around with different points of concentration and just commit to the practice. So from my experience working with students, trying to help them build their practice, they're most likely to quit like around day 10 of trying to do a daily meditation practice, if you can make it to three straight weeks of meditating every single day, you usually have like a pretty good habit built at that point. You also will really start to like feel better. You'll miss it if you, you know, skip it. So do your best, commit every single day for three weeks. And usually if you hit that milestone, it's like, it's smooth sailing after that. When you meditate, you're not trying to like shut off the brain. Um, you're trying to, again, turn that mind into a laser pointer. So what are some things that you can, you know, meditate on or you can point that laser pointer to? It could be your breath. It could be a feeling or a concept, so some kind of a feeling that you want to welcome in or that you want to be feeling. It could be a mantra or a phrase. It could be using your senses just to focus on the information the senses are giving you. It could be the voice of a guide who's leading you through a meditation or a guided journey. Um, It could be really anything. You're just trying to mentally focus on one thing. So play around, you know, play around with, with different styles. And then you just do this until you kind of find your sweet spot and your your meditation practice and make sure that you're being kind to yourself. You know, you're going to get distracted. That's okay. The point of meditation is not to like never get distracted. It is what do you do when you get distracted? So when you get distracted, you're just going to gently guide yourself back. You're going to recognize, release, return. So you're going to be like, oh, oopsies, I was thinking about my to-do list or thinking about what I'm doing after this again. That's okay, right? You're not going to beat yourself up over it. And then you gently guide yourself back, back to your point of concentration. You may have to do this every few seconds when you're first starting, and that's okay. The distractions are like the weights that the brain is lifting to make it stronger. It's like resistance bands for your brain. So you get distracted, you bring it back. You get distracted, you bring it back. This builds up your ability to focus and concentrate over time, and it makes your mind stronger. I also encourage you not to think about meditation as kind of like good or bad. All meditation is just a practice. It is, you know, what it is. And I don't mean that in kind of like the flippant, like, oh, well, it is what it is. It's just your practice is your practice. So every day, try not to, you know, judge yourself about how you think it went or if you felt like, you know, you went deep or not or if it was, quote, successful or not. Just let those few minutes, just let the experience be what it is and know that if you were practicing that single point of concentration and when you got distracted, you did your best to bring yourself back, you were meditating and you were do it. Play around with different times of day, different styles, different positions, all these things till you find your sweet spot and you absolutely can do this. 
So that is it. That is just very high level, like intro to meditation. I'm curious what you guys think. Even, you know, my people have been here for a while. Did you learn something new? Um, I'd love to hear about it. And that's it. The thing that is bringing me joy today, um, I'm actually looking forward to, I'm recording this a few days early because I'm headed to Toronto this weekend. And one of my Yoga For You team members, which I've been working with in different capacities for almost two years now, and we've never met in person. And they're coming to help with this training, and I'll get to meet them for the first time in real life. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be um, really special. So that's definitely bringing me joy. And I forgot to look up a question. So I'm just going to be honest with you. I forgot to do it. So we're just going to skip it this week. I hope you're having a beautiful day. And thanks for listening.